T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. We appreciate you being with us. And if you'd like to subscribe for more PGPs, it's free. The price is right. So go on to iTunes, search Permission Granted Podcast, subscribe for free, get all of them. Also, you can get them on the normal DA show feed on iTunes as well. So that's all there. That's all good. That's how we roll around here. Last week, of course, was Super Bowl week. And we did all the shows in Houston from Radio Row. I was riding solo as Mraz was back here in New York City at the mission control of CBS Sports Radio. And one thing that I tried to do last week was bring a little video, bring a little life into the mix. So we had a bunch of Facebook Live videos, little snippets of of people that I was interviewing, also full interviews like Rudy, like Rachel Bonetta from Fox Sports, like Brandon Williams from the Ravens. And then also I did a little tour of Radio Row using the Facebook Live. So you got to see where people were set up, my old station, 98.5 The Sports Hub, and also WFAN as Mike Francesa was broadcasting, the Comcast people, I showed their stage as well. So people seem to get a kick out of that. Mraz, what did you think about adding the Facebook Live component to last week? Because this is interesting. I actually heard from Facebook. I got an email from uh, one of the representatives. Really? And they said that it was really great integration. They really appreciated and loved it. And any other time that we want to use Facebook Live, they will help us promote the event. So I told them, well, we'll be having a bird seed. <laughs> Birdseed bet payoff in Central Park so they could help us with that, but they were really happy. Yeah, you know what I would say is uh, I try to always in these cases take myself back to being a sports radio listener before I worked in sports radio. Uh huh. And when Radio Row always came around, I always kind of used my imagination. And I'm sure there are, you know, now that I've been there and done that or whatever, I, I know what it appears like, but I'm sure for a for a listener, when they hear an interview, or maybe they don't know what somebody looks like, like a Rachel Bonetta or somebody like that who maybe they're not familiar with, being able to go back and, and watch on a Facebook Live or even watch it live as it's going on and kind of get the feel of Radio Row as you go around it, right. I, I thought really you know brought, if you will, Radio Row into people's homes or in front of them on their phones or, or however they were watching it. I actually thought it was a pretty cool idea, and I think it's something that not enough shows do. 
I was, I always like doing it, but the thing is when we do just the show in studio, there's not really a reason to bring the Facebook live into it unless we have the live guest. Right, exactly. So then the live guest is a good excuse to, to do it because it just changes things up. If I just a Facebook live of, of me doing a segment, it's not much different than anything else. It's not much different than just obviously me listening to me on the radio doing it. Exactly. So I thought Radio Row was a good opportunity to kind of bring people to the event. And now we just got to think of good other ways to do it because, I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know if I necessarily believe the stats that they give you, but like the moment that we posted Bonetta or Zalumis, Zalumis or even Rudy, I did right. the Facebook Live for Rudy. It was like 5,000 views in the first hour or something like that. And you're That's like, insane. could that be possible? I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the reach of Facebook is is pretty extraordinary. Now, let me ask you something. Um, and this is just us talking out loud for forgetting that we're on a podcast sure, for a second. Sure, sure. When they consider a view on Facebook Live, because I often wonder this, Facebook Live oftentimes, for a lot of my friends on Facebook, whatever, that for some reason go live for any reason that I feel like, you know, for, side note, I think only like show page or any like kind of page should be something to go live. I don't like the idea of personal Facebook accounts going live, Uh but I get that update to my phone, like so-and-so is live. And oftentimes to clear out, let's say the, you know, update to my phone, I have to like click it for a second and click off. Just so it stops showing up that that's a Facebook notification on yeah. my app. Yeah. I wonder if I click it for a second, does that count as a view? I doubt it because you didn't even actually watch it. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't. I was just curious if that skewed the numbers at all. I doubt it. Now maybe Facebook does something where you watch it for five seconds and that counts as a view. Okay. There could be some kind of algorithm. I think it's something where you actually have to stop. Actually, I think because I remember I went to Facebook. Oh, and that's right. I had a little meeting with them because they wanted to. They want. They really like Facebook has identified us as a show that they really like how much interaction we have on social media. And specifically our Facebook page, they love how many comments we get. They love how many likes we have. They love just how many people are really interested in the show. So our listeners have done a great job. It has put us kind of on the map for Facebook, and they're like, wow, this page is really great. So that's how I kind of have a relationship with them. And They invited me down to teach me other stuff, to say you could do this, this is how you could use this, and all that type of stuff to 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 take advantage of it all. And I think what they told me was a view counts when somebody actually is scrolling through their timeline and stops to watch the video. That would make sense. Now, because, I don't know how long that is, but you, you can't just scroll through. That's not a view. Yeah, well, I, that's what I meant. Like, I'm not just talking about scrolling through, but oftentimes I have to actually click the video to get rid of, like, the, you know, like, if you ever have on your phone, yeah. the Facebook app will have you, like, a little red dot that says one, two, like, however notifications you have. When somebody goes live, it comes across almost like somebody commented on something I posted or something. Like, so for me to clear that, I have to actually click the video. Now, I won't stay with the video, but to clear it. So I don't know if they count that as a view, I guess, is what I was trying to express. Yeah, I don't know i don't know but i am and i don't know if this is boring to talk about on a podcast but i figured i had questions and we were talking facebook live yeah it's probably tremendously boring but But, hey you know hey (laughs) that's what we do so i thought that was good last week i i also thought though that crazy people on stage it was amazing how how that happened when you had the kids and they were probably in their 20s because one said he was a student and one said he was a motivational speaker. Right. Which I got a real tough time believing. A motivational speaker Quote, is, you're a motivational speaker. Funny, now you have nothing to say. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he was frozen. Right. Frozen. He's, he's monkeying all over the set. That still is incredible to me when I think back on it. And then follow that up because I listened to that that whole hour plus again. And to hear those kids act so excited to come on the stage. Right. They that, were so that crazy? fired up. Yes, this is my name. I think is Anthony Molina. And, oh, what's your brother? Is that your brother? No, he's just my very good friend. That's so-and-so. Okay. And uh, where do you, or what do you do? I'm a student. And they were so, and then I only had one on the stage. The other one that was taking the picture ran upstage to hop in the seat. Are you kidding me? No. So they both kind of bum-rushed the stage because the second one saw that I was talking to the first one thinking, oh, my God, this is our big break. So I want in now. Yeah. So, and then both of them were deer in headlights. Did not know because once they saw that I was upset. Well, you put out the fishing line and yeah. you did the old, all right, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to act like I'm, uh, I don't care about what you're doing. And then I'm going to ask you a couple simple questions, get you comfortable. And then, well, pow, I'm going to knock you out with the fact that you guys were just total morons. It was a rope-a-dope. It was totally a rope-a-dope, which, by the way, we'll get to in side B as me and Joe discussed from our side of uh, and our vantage point miles away. My uh, question for you would be, what exactly happened? You know what I mean? Because we never got to that. Like, for you to be distracted on the air of whatever they were doing, what was the exact moment that happened? I don't think we ever uncovered that on the show. So me, so Kaufman, Adam Kaufman was not on in that segment with me. He was behind me on the stage, like waiting for for the the next next segment. segment. Okay. So he was probably on his phone, just kind of killing time, maybe talking to one of the engineers. In Radio Row, everybody has their own setups, and we're on an elevated stage, and then there is a rope, like if you were going through the TSA line at at the airport, and that's in front of us, and that's dividing us and the stage from the people, and then even the the ground-level radio stations have that same thing in front of them. So everybody knows that you can't go past those barriers. I'm doing the segment, and again, it's an elevated stage, and there it's a four-seat stage, and I'm on the far left. Right. So what we I, that was closest to the engineers because we had a side table where there were two or three engineers set up. So I was always closest to the engineers so I could tell them, hey, this is when we're going to have the guest on. This is what microphone we need on, all that. Right. So guests always sat on the one directly to my right, but there were always two free uh, chairs on, on the, the far, far right. On the far right. Okay. So the, I don't think they were probably ever used on Radio Row last week, except for when Tiki and Tierney had double guests. Okay. Tiki and Tierney, if they had a guest, they would use chair three. If they had double guests, they would have all four chairs. Okay. But I was almost always using just one or two. So I'm just doing my segment, and these two guys who are probably in their early 20s, one is taking a picture of the first one, uh, back to the rope in front of me. Like, hey, we're on Radio Row, and look, this guy's on on the air. Okay. Then that guy gets a little bit more balls and slips under <laughs> Great quote. Under the, 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 rope. the rope and backs up against the stage. Now, at this point, he's in violation, but I'm on the air, so I can't say anything, and none of the engineers do anything because it's, you know— It's lax at that point, too. It's a Friday after security's basically exited the building. And the engineers are not employed to kick people out. Right. They're just making sure you're sounding okay on the air. If security was there, they would have said, hey, you can't be on this side of the rope. Then, even more so, this kid grows even bigger balls and sees that he's not getting stopped. So he comes on stage and sits down in chair four. 
So as you're talking on the air, because yes. I'm trying to picture this in my mind as this is going down, he is now sat in chair, chair, uh, chair four, and you're talking about whatever you're talking about on the air, and you hear yourself start to go, like, you stutter over a couple words, and you could kind of feel that something's going on, that something has your eye. I'm distracted. I was talking about Kevin Love okay. and the trade of Kevin Love, and this kid is sitting in chair four, and there's a microphone in front of him. Now, that microphone's not on. That headset might have been on, might not have been, but the microphone itself wasn't on. Right. So he's sitting in chair four on set, on stage with me as I'm trying to do a show. And they're taking pictures. Now this kid is taking a picture and the other kid is taking the picture of him. I don't say anything because as soon as they do that, the kid runs off. But now the other one feels emboldened. And so they switch. And then the second kid runs up and jumps into chair four and gets a picture. wow. See, this is what's great about the Permission Granted podcast. We never got this full story. I like this. Okay. So so in chair four is this dope who's taking the picture, and at that point, I'm like, okay, now they both did it. Now we're going to rope them in, and now I'm going to humiliate these two. But when when I bring in kid number two... So the guy who we heard on the air was actually the second one to yes. jump in a chair and take a picture. The, that was the student. Okay. Then when I have the student and I pot him up and his buddy, the motivational speaker, sees that he's getting a little run on the air, he runs under the under the, the thing, again, jumps on stage and sits in a chair three. Wants his taste. So now they're both in chair three and chair four. They're on set on a live radio show. I mean... Could you imagine, number one, it's just kind of crazy that these two kids felt that entitled. Right. That they would just do this while I'm clearly on the on air. On the air. It wasn't like this was a set being broken down and they just wanted like a photo shot. I'm talking on the air doing a show. But number two, that they thought that like, well, first of all, then I kicked them off. Right. right? And then they had the stones to be pissed at me. Because that's when they were handing out the stickers bars. Right, telling people to give you the thumbs down. Give you the thumbs down because I was mean. Oh, that, I mean, I mean, you just did you did your job the only way you could because you have no security there. I got to say something. You know, I didn't know that that's the way the whole thing unfolded. Can Adam Kaufman grab one of these kids and get him out of there? Toss him like uh, like Uncle Phil tosses jazz. And the thing is, Adam Kaufman's not just any ordinary guest. He's your friend. He's a part of CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. He's he's got to clearly open up his eyes if he's right there to see that this isn't meant to go down and maybe kind of just you know shoo them like they're a you know a mouse or something. That's fair. That's fair. He might you know he might have been on the phone like doing a radio hit for somewhere. I'm not sure. He what might he was have doing. even been surprised to even you know just shocked that this is even going down. I just couldn't believe it. It was such incredible entitlement. It was oh. like this is your playground. This whole radio thing is your playground and TV. If that was. I don't know, any any other set during the week, the kids wouldn't even gotten under the rope. But if they right. got on the set, security would have bum-rushed them. I mean, tackled them. You, what you saw there and what we all discussed behind the scenes back in New York at that point, it was myself, Joe D, and Tom DeCelestino, is you were at, basically, you had almost three hours to go on your entire week from Radio Row. It was on Friday. Two hours. I think there was the end of oh, hour two. Okay, so two hours. And we hear you basically yelling at these kids, giving them basically, you know, rubbing their face in it. Yeah. And we both look, we all three of us looked at each other and said, that's the sound of a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man who's just, he's had it for the week. He's on the ropes. He's tapping out and he can't take it anymore. I tell you, if this was first segment on a Monday from Radio Row, I would have been more patient. Right. By the last two hours on Friday, I had 
You know, I had a little piss and vinegar. You could you could hear it in your voice. And again, as myself and Judy are going to talk about this in side B, we've been on the other side of those awkward encounters where we catch on a bad day, we didn't live up to our expectations on the show, and we've seen it. The listener doesn't generally see that side of you, which doesn't come out often, but they saw it on Friday, and we all looked at each other like, this man is broken. Like, we, <laughs> this, this is a guy who just needs to relax. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I really couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then to follow that up with the drunk chick with the migraine, the next segment. You know, I think if you if that incident didn't happen with the first two guys, I think the drunk chick you would have kind of waved off. I think since we had already gone that far with those two guys, yeah. that it was at this point, what do we have to lose? Bring her up on air and let's yep. and let's go. My only the only misfortune that we had with the two kids is that as I was scolding them and lecturing them, we were going out to break, and it right. was a hard break. Had I had a good five minutes with them, I would have really humiliated them. You know, I would have really taken their nose and shoved it in that dog poo. I got to be fair. N- knowing the kind of, uh, you know, at wit's end you were, I'm happy we were at a hard break there. <laughs> you know, I-, I wasn't ready to dump or have you get fired or anything like that. Then those kids. Uh, that man's being mean. You should boo him. You should do thumbs down. I mean. Were they Patriot fans? I, I don't know. They could have been. I they- <laughs> <laughs> I got to make my peace with Patriots fans. They've, <laughs> they've, the the pitchforks and torches are out this week for me. So unbelievable. All right. So that's side A. Side B is uh, from your perspective. What happened? Super. Bowl yeah, week. yeah. Radio row from myself and Joe D's perspective on the other side of the glass, and it's, it's pretty in particular our feelings on the awkward Friday night that happened. That's that. So let's hear it. Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Welcome into Side B, the PGP. This is Mraz, the host of Side B on the Permission Granted podcast and the executive producer of the DA show, joined finally by the soft as a baby's bottom, Joe Dalloisio. Joe, what's up? What's up, Sean? How are you? Well, it's good to see that you're uh, nice and healthy here this week. You're I'm not st- leaving me out to dry. Uh, I'm still not 100%, but thanks. I'm glad uh, you think I'm soft and that I faked my illness last week. I don't think you faked it. I have to retract a little bit. What was the official illness? It was a sinus infection. I was on antibiotics. I'm still actually on antibiotics as of uh, February 7th. Interesting. Oh, as of February... It is February 7th. I know. I'm still... Well, I don't know oh, when people are going to listen to this, you dope. Good po- all right, don't call me a dope. Well, it was a good point on my behalf, so. Relax. Well, bottom line is this, Joe. Somehow, some way, we survived. We survived DA's week in Houston where he went on a solo mission, so to speak. And we, you know, tried to keep the show afloat from back here. It had a lot of ups and downs, including your bailing on us on Tuesday. Everything was perfectly fine on Tuesday, so you could continue to say I bailed. But I thought that I was doing the right thing for the team. By not coming in because I didn't want to get anybody else sick. Okay, that's fine. That's all fair. I mean, we still might have got sick. Well, you did return for the DA finale in Houston that was on Friday. (sighs) Maybe I should have took off that day. Let me tell you something right now. Friday with DA in Houston featured uh, what I would argue is complete madness. I would say the most uncomfortable moment with DA behind the host microphone in the history of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. And what I mean by that is, I still think last year one of the candidates for the 12 DAs was when Chris Moore was hosting for DA, and DA chimed in that Chris Moore should have been leading with a basketball team. Remember, that got very uncomfortable and awkward, and it was something we discussed in the prelude to the 12 DAs. Now, since this is the way I'm going to give the out clause here. Since DA technically wasn't the host, it was Chris Moore that was the host, I would say what happened on Friday night while DA was on Radio Row, 
if you weren't listening, we're going to get to this in a second, was I feel the most uncomfortable moment for me in the now five years currently that we're on the fifth year of DA on CBS Sports Radio. Your thoughts? Super cringeworthy. I was totally caught off guard. I was surprised. I was shocked. I was extremely nervous because I didn't know what was about to happen. And it, you know when uh, you've ever been to your friend's house, right? And, and he gets and your friend's getting yelled at, and you're pretty much just sitting on the couch listening, yes. listening yes. to him getting completely ripped by his mom or dad. That's how I felt on Friday. That's a great analogy. So now, I mean, I'm going to break this down. So some of you, I, I would think a lot of you probably know the moment we're referencing. But for those of you screaming at the top of your lungs at your phones right now, listening to the podcast on Play.it or iTunes. Uh, who have no idea what we're referencing. Friday night, DA doing the show from Radio Row. And I could speak to this being at Radio Row last year. When Friday rolls around, the majority of the shows in the country have wrapped by 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. DA is is still doing a show, obviously, because he airs till 10 p.m. Eastern, along with some West Coast affiliates that have various stations. But when this happens, beginning last year, they, they allowed fans to enter Radio Row in the convention center to kind of watch the shows and kind of stare at everybody like they're you know, zoo exhibits, if you will. <laughs> but there's security there all day that kind of keeps the line moving. Oh, yeah, you know, you can stop, take pictures of this show. But enough where they're never interfering with the actual business or radio product. But security now gets lax on Fridays. And basically after 3 p.m., they kind of, you know, look the other way, go, go about their business. And I remember last year, we had several fans on Friday want to take pictures with DA or kind of, you know, were interested but me being the producer and DA being on the air, I could kind of, you know, talk to him. Okay, you know, wait for the break, something like this. I was not there this year. DA didn't have his bodyguard, a.k.a. you. Right, DA did not have a producer on site, had security get lax. So he's sitting there, he's ready to bring uh, Adam Kaufman on for the 7 p.m. Eastern segment. This happens right near the end of the top of the hour, right around, let's say, 6.50 Eastern Friday. Apparently, two guys... <laughs> come up and climb over the barricade, climb up onto the stage that DA is performing, and basically get close enough to TA to take pictures to the point where if you start listening to the segment, which has been posted on our SoundCloud page, and I know DA tweeted it out uh, as well as myself, you could hear the, you know, DA kind of lose his train of thought as he's he's talking about whatever he's talking about, and finally rope-a-dopes these guys in to have him have a headset, oh, where are you from? A DA acts like he's Mr. Nice Guy at this point, only, you know, kind of rope a dope and lead him with the one-two punch and nail him with, well, how would you like it if I showed up to your job and I, you know, did what you're doing? And these guys tried to be pretty sarcastic back. Uh, and essentially, it led to this so, so much an uncomfortable moment on the air. And I can just tell you now, the reason we want to bring this up is myself and Joe are back in New York hundreds and thousands of miles away. I don't even know, from Houston, Texas. Definitely not thousands. Whatever it is. It could be thousands. I don't think it's thousands. I mean, how close do you think Houston is, Joe? I mean, it's in another time zone. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it is. It's not 100 miles away, Joe. I live 30 miles away from the station. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to look that up. It's thousands of miles away. Anyway. We were sitting there, Joe, our hearts in our throat, because number one, we're hoping that these idiots don't curse on the air, because they're well, not... That, that was my biggest fear. Right, that's your biggest fear, because you don't know what's going to be said. Number two, for anybody that listens to the DA show enough, or the Permission Grader podcast enough, DA's a really nice guy, like overall, but DA does have, and as he said at the end of the Friday, his idiosyncrasies, his stuff, like he can get thrown off there if something, you know, if something's not perfect. He's a perfectionist, and that's what makes him great, but also can drive me, Joe, or James nuts from time to time. So we have seen it on the other end, like if we screw something up, whether it be podcasting, and we've gone over hundreds of these scenarios on the PGP, 
where if we get DA in the wrong mood, bad day, and we've messed something up in the show that didn't go perfect, well, safe to say we get a talking to the way that those guys got a talking to. Correct, Joe? Doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And you're you don't sitting wanna, there. You don't want to be on the other end of that. You don't want to be there. And essentially your feeling is, is if your dog has ever taken a dump on the rug, right? And you're sitting there with the newspaper <laughs> and you're yelling at your dog and the dog's giving you a face back like, I didn't mean it. I had to go to the bathroom. Like, you feel like the Labradoodle when he's yelling at you like you just crapped on the rug. He's going to smack you with the newspaper and he's going to stick your nose in it. And that's what these kids had happen to them. They were the dog that took a dump on the rug. I'm right. Joe, you're laughing because you know the scenario. So spot on. That's how you Honestly, feel. perfect scenario. You're a helpless cockadoo. It's just helpless. <laughs> or a guy. Is that even a bird or a dog? Whatever it is. But that's, so me and Joe feel this. And now we basically have this anxiety of, number one, like Joe said, you don't want these kids cursing back on the air. Number two, you don't know how this is playing to the audience. And number three, we f- have felt what those kids are feeling right now. And number four, DA doesn't have anybody to grab him by the shoulder and go, all right, DA, relax. Deep breaths. L- luckily, Adam Kaufman happened to be there and stepped up. So we went through this whole thing. Tom DeCelestino, who's part of the Doug Gottlieb show, came running into the control room where we were as this was going on because he was listening out in the newsroom. He basically cranked up our monitor and wanted to listen to the aftermath because what happens on these live remotes is DA's mic is always live. So, like, we'll bring down the pot that you could hear him on. A pot is a part of our soundboard that you could hear him do the show on, and we'll have to bring that down so it doesn't go over the air on breaks. But that mic is not turned off. So you could hear DA in the break. You know, basically telling these kids to grow up. So Tom DeCelestino comes running in. We're all listening to this. Like, this is crazy. At this point, you know, he comes back and he goes, you know, oh, geez, or whatever to us in the break. And we were so, our hearts sunk, Joe. I, I hate to be negative Nancy here, but you got a, an entire convention center with, with these media personalities. Let, let's be honest. Right. Former athletes walking around, current athletes, actors, actresses. And then, you know, Friday comes around, security is gone. I mean, one of these kids could have thrown a Snickers bar right at DA's face. Right, and that was the other thing. They apparently handed out Snickers bars where they got them, who knows, to people who would walk by and give DA a thumbs down. I mean, Joe, seriously, you've been on the show now almost two years. Do you remember a moment like that ever? No, no, not at all. That's an instant—honestly— Instant classic? Instant classic— Definitely pinned them in the twelve DAs. Yeah, I don't see it moving out of the twelve DAs this year. It and, can't. And I, I'd go as far as to guess if that is not number one on the twelve DAs, it would take a pretty monumental moment. Now we all know the way the DA show goes throughout a year; those monumental moments can absolutely come. Yeah, especially since we're heading towards the dog days of uh, sport, the sports right. radio I calendar. Mean, I still got to walk around Central Park with honey and birdseed all over me. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, number one moments could come, but that that would seem pretty hard to top. Combined with that, show, when we bring Adam Kaufman on now, the next segment on Friday, what happens? But now you have a drunken lady, because they're all drinking there at the convention center, screaming at DA that, you know, she works for the doctor that's, that's cured migraines. Dr. Kevin Smith in Houston. Right. And at this point, DA, I think, has just totally embraced the craziness of what had just happened a segment earlier where he was actually annoyed. And I think he didn't care anymore that the show was getting annoyed. So he brings this woman up on the stage. He kind of berates her a little bit, but it's not to the extreme that it was with these guys. This just became crazy. And this woman, now he has a headset on. She's drunk. He, he has her talking to drunk. Adam Kaufman, who was very funny, goes... Best part of this entire thing. Adam Kaufman goes, that's a terrible idea when DA's bringing her and up. And he said that, and to be honest, I was more nervous when DA brings on the drunk lady than these kids. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the kids could, could curse, 
well, we have the ability to dump. We don't want to have to deal with that. But when he brings on this drunk lady, I'm like, oh, oh God, like, what is going to go wrong here? And DA even gives her the warning, like, hey, you're on live radio. Well, Do see, not curse. And she goes, I'll try. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. See, that's the other part of this, too. So when DA goes to do that, now again, doesn't have an on-site producer. When you have a phone call, let's say, well, when you call into CBS Sports Radio, when I screen you or Joe screens or James screens you, okay, what would you like to speak to DA? It's implied that you know you're calling into a radio station, you're going to go live on the air. When part of like uh, like those prank calls and stuff like that that you might hear on other radio stations, some of them are fake. And some of them are afterwards, they're taped, obviously, and afterwards you have to tell the people, hey, you're on you know, radio. It's it's by law you have to know that you're going to be on live radio. So I have to tell DA as this is going on. He's bringing this lady up. You have to make sure she knows in the moment. Hey, you're going to be on live radio because if she just throws a headset on and says whatever and thinks we're recording, she could turn around and sue us or or do whatever. Bad news bears. Right. So not being there with DA, we're screaming at him down the line, down to his headset. You have to tell her she's on radio. And like you said, he did thankfully. So we cleared that part. But then she's still just going on and on like a drunken mess, pumping this migraine doctor. That's uh, I, I want to point out that that's actually your second reference of you saying, you know, because I wasn't there. All right. I but, feel I feel the saltiness, the bitterness in your saltiness. voice. It's not salty. Oh, you're very salty. It's not salty. I listen. <laughs> do I? Y- do yes, I, you are. Do I yes. wish? Do I wish I was in Houston with Da having fun for the Super Bowl? I'd be lying if I told you. Of I course. Did. But this was something I knew was coming. It wasn't DA's fault. It wasn't my fault. Uh, I, let's just say it was an experiment by CBS Sports Radio to see if, you know, we could figure out a way for a show to be done without paying for an extra person to go down there. Well, you better hope it was labeled as a fail. Otherwise, you won't be going back to another Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm referencing that too much. So I want to get that out there that I would have... Sure, I would have loved to have been there. Just but pointing I that out. I it, wasn't. I had a great time. The New York Super Bowl, we didn't have to travel. We did radio on a great time. I had a great time in San Francisco. I would love to be there going forward. We'll see what happens. By the by, the way, New York to Houston, 1,627 miles. So, not thousands. Uh, no, but in the thousand. Yeah, That's like, actually yeah. less miles than a... And not the it former take, LSU coach. It would take... That's actually less miles than I would have thought. It would take 24 hours driving right now. That's with current traffic. It would take 532 hours if you started walking right now. Interesting. Interesting, Joe. How about that? 154 hours if you rode your bike. Who's riding their bike to Houston? You know, you got a Why lot of weird... Why even include that? You got a lot of weird people out there. there you got these lot. people doing cross-country this and that. I, I mean, Go home and watch Family Feud like Jonathan and Georgia. Take the flight. Hey, you know, kudos to Jonathan. We didn't get to him... <laughs> Is where you going with this? I know yeah. where you're going. Kudos to Jonathan in Georgia. Unfortunately, we couldn't get to him uh, on Monday night show, the day after the Super Bowl. The, the phone lines were jammed. And Jonathan in Georgia stayed on the line for four hours. We never got to him for We four never hours. got to him. Like I said, unfortunately, we had so many calls less uh, on Monday night. But Jonathan waited four entire hours. And he didn't pull a, a Hurricane Jen where he hung up and re- and dialed back up. Stayed on the line four hours. Well, That's he, a veteran move. It's by a veteran Jonathan. movie. Probably cranked through four family feuds and just and just stayed the course. Which, by the way, we talked about this in the podcast before. Shows you when you call up and you ask me how long's the wait. I'm not a hostess at Olive Garden. I cannot tell you that because it could be anywhere between a minute and four hours. So please don't ask <laughs> me that. Uh, before before I let you go, Joe, just one more thing about Da's trip to Houston. He was discussing Friday night after the show for his final night in Houston. Himself and a couple buddies down there, including Adam Kaufman, all got passes to the barstool party. 
<sighs> DA, though, we're going to throw him under the bus here, bellyaching to us down the line that all he wanted to do was go out and have a couple Dos Equis and some quesadillas and have a quiet dinner with some old friends. Unacceptable. And Joe... When D.A. told you, yeah, we got the pass here, but this is really what I want to do, essentially have this quiet dinner, your face, D.A. couldn't see because you were with me here in New York, was bright red, and it was almost like you were angry at the thought of D.A. not wanting to go to the Barstool party, but instead go to, you know, Copacabana and have a couple onion rings. In my mind, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? How can you pass up this event? First of all, it's Barstool. They, They were the center of attention, basically, at Radio Row, leading up to the Super Bowl, et cetera. And you know that 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 party was going to have smoke show after smoke show after smoke show. Yes, but Da's in a very loving relationship. We love his girlfriend. Does it? I I know she's a great she's a great woman. Tread carefully. I'm treading very carefully, but that doesn't mean you could go, you can't go out and have a good time. You're with a bunch of buddies. Well, what does the women have to do with it, Joe? It just makes it more appealing. <laughs> you is such a sleaze ball. You know that. I'm not a sleaze ball. I'm just saying. You're, so you really so you wanted in. I would have played hurt to go to the barstool. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm so a me- you I'm skip a me- work Tuesday, but if it was the Barstool party, you're there. I'm there with the face mask and all to get, so I don't get anybody sick. So let me tell you, next year's Super Bowl is in Minneapolis. If they allow a producer to go, would you want to go over me? I mean, you would never allow that. I'm just asking. You would never allow that, so that's I'm not even going to try to take the bait. Okay. All right, don't take the bait. Don't be a minnow. I'm not going to take the bait because I know that there's no way you would give up that opportunity. You'd be foolish to give up that opportunity. I'd go shirtless at a barstool party. Seriously. You know how much faint, you know, you'd be all over their social media networks. It's all that, about getting exposure. Hey, any publicity is good publicity, Joseph. Exactly. I would have been all in there. All right. I'll go let you do the CBS Sports Minute. We'll wrap the podcast here. Thank goodness. You can Thank follow, you, Sean. You can follow Joe D on Twitter. At Joe D CBS. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Have a good weekend without any football. All right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.